Hello and welcome to Sim Talk, a member of the Broken Jars podcast network. My name is Benjamin Schumann, and today we are having a guest that decided to take matters into his own hand and decided to develop his own discrete event tool from scratch in Python, open source, with animation. Welcome to Sim Talk, Wood van der Ham. Thank you. Thank you, Ben, for, uh, for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, thank you very much. How are you doing today, Wood? I'm fine, thank you. And, and what about you? I'm not too bad as well. I heard in the, in the pre-chat that you're sitting in, in the middle of France looking upon the Alp Mountains, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's really, um, it's a super place to, to, to live, uh, and particularly uh, coming from the uh, more uh, uh, the big cities, um, living here now in, the, uh, in a small village. And uh, it's, it's great to do some, uh, some work also in this, uh, this, this nice industry. Uh. Cool. So, Ruth, I, I want to geek out in this uh, hour that we have about that open source library a lot and want to learn a lot about it and what it can do. But before, I'm very curious to hear about how you actually ended up deciding to build your own uh, open source simulation library from scratch. So, tell us a little bit about your past, where you're coming from, when did you even start with simulation? Yeah, well, um, this started really a very, very long time ago. I started in the uh, late 70s, uh, actually it was more mid-70s mid I think, when I was a student at Delft University and uh, someone offered me a, um, a, a nice project in the port of Rotterdam for the container industry and nobody has ever heard there of a simulation but mm -hmm. uh, there was some modeling and there were already some possibilities and I started doing there some work on, uh, on, on simulation which were very 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 primitive tools at that, that time uh, was still with um, on those big mainframe computers mm -hmm. and um, well think about all those punch cards possibly most of the listeners never seen them but that was how i started and um, then i actually just went on in this field i uh, got employed at that company and we went on and um, tools changed but i stayed actually all the time in this simulation field that changed a little bit later and did some more uh, what, what we call nowadays data science work as well but it was still quite a lot of things in simulation and when i go back to tools um right in the beginning it was very very simple there were some just some fortran uh, tools uh, and but that later uh, developed a little bit along the lines of uh, and there's, there was a, a Swedish uh, package, uh, which is actually the mother of all object-oriented languages called Simula. Mm -hmm. And that was actually the basis of a package which was developed in Delft, which was called ProSim. Uh, and that's okay. the, the, um, the methodology that actually I still, I'm still using in my, uh, in my package. Um, because, well, let, let me just go, go back a bit. So, so that developed, uh, that was all still on mainframes in the, uh, in the beginning 80s. Uh, and um, as a side effect, I was a little bit of a nerd. Um, I had already my own small home computer and I thought, well, mm -hmm. maybe you can even do something with that. Uh, and at that time, I realized that I could do already some things on quite rather small machines. Uh, and I developed at that time my own uh, my own simulation package, which was not open source. Um, what's it, it's a package called Must, uh, and that, that ran under uh, Pascal uh, at that time. Mm -hmm. 
and um, that package um, could just run on, um, on 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 the on the on the very first IBM PCs uh, under uh, under MS DOS or PC DOS or whatever it was called at that time, and um, so I used those uh, those packages. And actually, that was used quite a lot in in this field. Was also used by other people. Was marketed and all that. And was it uh, was it geared towards port logistics in any way, or was it more? No, 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 no. It's an open. It's, no, it's a general purpose package. Uh, um, mm -hmm. Not not very powerful, maybe in the way what it had. So you have to do a lot of programming around it. And uh, but we used it actually in Rotterdam to simulate the very for, first uh, robotized uh, container terminal in the world, which was opened in the nine in the ninety beginning 1990, 90, 1993. Mm -hmm. And all the modeling work was done on those on that in that package. Uh, so your your current Python package is actually not the first time you develop your own simulation. That's, that's correct. That's correct. I had already one. Not bad. But the first one at that time we didn't have anything like open source and distribution was much more complicated. But I had my own company to to distribute it, and it was reasonably popular, I think, at that time. And but then this was all still based on uh, on MS DOS and uh, PC DOS and all that, and. Um, at that time, uh, Windows came, and I didn't have the energy or, uh, or maybe the knowledge to develop a, um, a Windows version of it. So someone else took that over, and that developed into some some other package, which is which is still available. It's a, a Pascal-based uh, package, and but it and it's kind of open source, not really open source, but it, it's free at least. Uh, okay. And, um, Do you, can you share what it's called? Yes, Thomas, T-O-M-A-S. Okay. And, um, but, well, this is that, that traject of my, my packages, but parallel to that, um, I did a lot of simulation work, particularly after this time of the, um, uh, well, when actually Windows became very popular, I decided not to go that way myself. So at that time, I applied much more of the, the more, uh, common packages we see now, like uh, plant simulation or e-implant, it was at that called at that time, and Automods and uh, FlexSim and all mm -hmm. those, those those packages. So I have quite some uh, some familiar. I'm quite familiar with those type of packages, although I didn't do a lot of modeling myself. So I was more or less always at that time just supervising or uh, doing quality control of uh, those uh, those models uh, but i am quite familiar with that uh, with that trajectory as well and, and over uh, those uh, you know two maybe even three decades of work then how have you seen the the simulation industry evolve from your sort of uh, a high level vantage point of supervising people doing the work yeah um if I'm really honest, I think it hasn't advanced that much uh, in all those uh, those years. When I see what we did in the uh, in the late '80s, um, we could do a lot of things already. The only thing I really see in those in those in the modern packages now that, particularly the um, the start of a uh, the, the of, of of a model, particularly smaller models, are far easier to. Uh, to do uh, because you just do a little bit of point and click and uh, you can just really uh, easily 
um, start a, a model um, and all of a sudden you have very, uh, very fancy, uh, fancy full uh, animations. Um, but when it comes to the more complicated uh, logic, which is quite often required, mm -hmm. um, the decisions you have to make, then we still have to depend on um, on, the, on languages, uh, some some way of a, of a of a model you have to make of it, which can't be done usually in a visual way. And um, you, mean, you mean you have to include some sort of coding? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And if you look at that, that coding, particularly uh, in those in, in, in the well, the, the more industry standard packages, then you quite often have to escape either to a, a, um, a proprietary language or it's a complicated way of interfacing and all that. And when you at the end then of a big simulation project, look at it. Most of the time is spent into those uh, into the um, the building of that logic, um, mm -hmm. and um, I'm 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 just a little bit thinking ahead maybe because for this um, the package I've developed and we're just coming to that now I think um, you have to do a lot of programming. I don't do anything with uh, visual tools and all that. But if you look in the end, actually, maybe you're not that much slower in your development at all uh, because you you still have your uh, your logic to do. Uh, and in a way, all this has not really changed a lot, I think, for, uh, over the last uh, years, over the last decades, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, of course, processing speed and all that is, is much, we can, we can build much bigger models if we want. Uh, um, and that's also what you see. Uh, and what I see with, with modern, mo modern, modern model builders is that um, they tend to include really every aspect. Um, mm -hmm. um, whereas when, when I look back into my, uh, in my uh, uh, experience uh, over those, those years, we didn't have all that power. So we really had to make we really had to think about what's the what what's essential yeah and so we left out a lot of details but still you could do a lot of things uh, and sometimes you have even the better insight than with all those details which are in there uh, so what i actually want to say is that uh, by having so much power and uh, having the possibility to model everything in in detail you also lose the the insight in the in in the big in the big uh, picture. Uh, yeah, um, completely agree. I, so I, I, I observe in that in my in my own daily work. I I I see that it is conceptually for my brain. It is easier to just add the detail than to step back and think. Well, do I need it, and how could I make it conceptually simpler? Um, so yes. I have to I have to make a conscious effort, and then I have a very realistic model with lots and lots of details uh, but it's not helpful because the client is basically uh, looking at it and seeing oh this is too complex you know why did this happen and then it takes half an hour to figure out why it actually happened because there's so many details working yeah on. yeah uh, on the on the other hand it's it, it's 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 also the client who wants those uh, 
those details because if you just say okay let's look at it in a, on a little bit higher level i'm not looking at individual uh, cars but i'm just looking at the flow of cars or something like that or if you push that onto a higher level yeah but it's not uh, not in, it's not the flow it's our individual cars and they can influence each other but you can also model that that in five percent of the time or something like that you have a delay because they influence each other you don't always to include all those details yeah and in the in the in the old days you could probably argue just saying we can't because we don't have the resources whereas today you have to actually have a really good reason to tell them not to include it, although you could easily. That's that's that 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 that's true, uh, and um, you see that also with the. <laughs> in a way, you also see that with the animations. Uh, mm -hmm. I see the most fancy, fancy, fancy animations, uh, really super, super. But does it really add anything? Um, I really wonder. Uh, selling it to the um, uh, to your clients is. I'm sure it works better, but whether that's really whether it works, it uh, and of course with all those modern packages, you get it for free more or less. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and that's one of the things that um, with my package is that doesn't support all those fancy animations. But I'm not very sure whether that's really a disadvantage or not. Uh, I remember my um, university professor basically saying, show me one 3D simulation model that really ever needed 3D. And to this day, he's probably right because you don't really need it. Although on the other hand, I would also, I, I regularly recommend it to client to include it because it helps the model users, the eventual model users to believe the model. So there, yeah, I think yeah. there is some value in actually implementing it, but it's not needed yeah but 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 also if you look at it um uh, I'm, I'm i'm sure there's there's there, it, 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 there's a market for it uh, and, and you need it in uh, for certain things but it's much more uh, for the for the non-builder for the not the really ones who are looking at the results and all that it's it's much more pr type of uh of modeling uh, mm -hmm. and for that reason, it 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 is it can be important, or maybe it is important, but not always in the way um, we 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 think. Particularly if you look at how people use those three uh, D models, quite often they use they show just one scenario in which you see a certain situation, and then you see okay that runs like that. But quite often, that's not at all based. It, the, the simulation behind it and the logic and all that is not shown at all in those in those things. Um, mm -hmm. And I've seen one example. Um, no, I know I proposed a an, another type of simulation for a something in the container for something in the container port industry. Uh, we had a, um, a highly automated um, uh, warehouse uh, proposed. And um, uh, we had a tool, and it was quite difficult to uh, to animate with. Um, mm -hmm. And um, but on the other end, those people who proposed it had found a company who was very good at uh, 3D uh, animations, but had nothing to do with, with with simulation. So they could just make those. Uh, 
uh, the animations in a perfect way. Oh and no. They were actually able to, to add much more detail than I could ever do in the simulation model. For instance, they had people walking there and that had nothing to do with the simulation at all, but they could just add it. Uh, so they basically just rendered a nice movie and yes. said, this is going to be our simulation. Yeah, well, they did, I don't think they did that the, the last that they uh, tried to uh, to fool the people, but definitely they... Okay. Um, so if you look at the, how, how those uh, 3D animations are quite often used, they just show one, one specific case in which actually the most, most important part of the simulation is the, uh, is the logic actually, that's decision logic, and that's not shown at all in those, uh, in those animations. And then it's much easier to see it in another way, maybe even just with some outputs or uh, something very simple. Uh, and particularly 2D animations are, um, well, it's my favorite actually. Uh, mm -hmm. they, uh, and um, quite often you see more at, 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 at those than at that fancy full uh, 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 3D animations. And a good, good example of that is actually in the container terminal. Forgive me that a lot of my uh, my examples are in this industry. Yeah. Well, I like the industry, so. <laughs> I but there you have there you have, there you do stacking. You stack containers in a in a um, on, on a yard, and those containers are stacked four, five, three, uh, six high or something like that, and then you can have an, a nice bird's view of that that stack. The only problem is that if you do that correctly, you can't see the containers that you're behind the, the behind the stack. Whereas if you do it, look from the from the top, and then do a, a trick with a kind of pseudo three uh, D, you can actually see the height as well. So mm. there are possibilities to see more than with a a, a very nice three uh, D model. Yeah. So we've already dived deep into three D or not three D now, but. Um, Let's let's go back and understand how you came to the point where you decided, you know what, I want to start developing my own Python yeah. tool. Yeah. Now. How did that come about? Yeah. Um, well, then one one step um, is 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 important. Um, uh, some six years ago, I uh, decided to um, uh, to quit my job uh, in the in Rotterdam and also leave uh, Holland mm -hmm. and. Um, uh, at that time, well, I didn't have a lot to do any anymore in this in this field, uh, so uh, I decided to do some uh, some more sporty thing here in the mountains and all that. But <laughs> there were still people who just called me and they said, "Well, we have a problem, and can you just help us with some consultancy?" And uh, so I thought, "Well, that's that's actually quite nice." So I did a lot of uh, consultancy in this field, and particularly in this. Um, uh, guiding of simulations, uh, just uh, selecting uh, uh, suppliers and doing some quality control during the uh, during the, the, uh, the modeling and uh, doing the uh, uh, helping with the reporting and all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so in that field, but then I also actually wanted to do something myself. I had some small problems and I wanted to to try and do it myself. And then I thought, well, I can buy one of the big packages but they're very expensive and uh, and i'm maybe not really uh, satisfied with them so why shouldn't i um use my own uh, why shouldn't i go to a a, a more uh, familiar package to me and then i looked in uh, what was available well there was the thomas package but that runs under pascal and so complicated and a little bit out of date and all mm -hmm. that so that was actually not an option and then i 
a friend of mine um, said, well, Python is a very nice language, but has nothing to do with simulation and all that. But I looked a little bit at it and then I thought, well, this is nice. And let me just look whether there's something available. And then I stumbled upon a, uh, a package called SimPy, mm -hmm. which is an open source uh, discrete event simulation package in, um, in, in Python. And that looked promising, but it used a little bit different methodology uh, than I was used to. Um, it's more event-like based. Um, actually, one step back, there was a, a version one and two of SimPy, which mm -hmm. actually very much resembled my, uh, my uh, philosophy. Uh, but then um, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, there was a SimPy 3 version and they quite dramatically changed the, um, uh, the process interaction methods. Uh, so it didn't you, feel familiar. Can you, can you specify a few more details about that? I, I'm, I'm curious to learn how they shifted. So you're saying that your tool is using the process description methodology? Um, yes. Well, so what does that mean and how is SimPy 3 different then? What, what SimPy 3 actually um, does is it's much more events. Uh, they have a kind of, of event model and um, actually everything is, is, is around events and also their terminology by that changes. Uh, mm -hmm. So for instance, in my package, I say when a, a process has to wait for a certain time, I say hold, hold the process. And what they say, they time out an event. Uh, and, and that might not be um, so different, but definitely it's another terminology and some concepts are more complicated to realize in the, um, let's say the similar uh, um, methodology, you have something you can call, you can passivate a, uh, a, a component, a process, whereas, and that's the same in, uh, in my package, um, whereas, and in SimPy 1 and 2, whereas in SimPy 3, you can't do that. You have to do that from another source. So it's, in principle, you can do the same, but it's a different, different way of, of looking at things. So are you, are you saying um, that the difference is that um, in SimPy 3, it's event-based in the sense that if nothing is happening, then the internal time is basically jumping ahead to the next event? No, 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 no. That's okay. the same. That's, that's, right. uh, no, no, no. That's the, the that, 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 that part of the discrete event simulation is exactly the same. But the, the terminology, you can do in principle, let me first say, you can do this, this, the same things, but the, the, uh, the way they handle it is, 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 is a bit different uh, than I, I, uh, I wanted. So then I thought, well, then I just make a small layer around it. Uh, and then I just mm -hmm. implement my own uh, terminology. But that was a little bit more complicated than I thought, and there were some features that I couldn't really implement, and I had to, to, to try and uh, mangle that a little bit, but it didn't really work that well. And then I, I thought, well, actually, I can also start myself, uh, because in the end, this is just a part of the, the whole simulation package, this, 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 particularly this, this, this event handling. So then I just started myself and, um, uh, and then another thing is that, um, and then I started adding features uh, and that's, that's, that's also one of the main differences with my package, which is 
called Salabim. I don't know whether we've actually uh, uh, mentioned the name, name already. Uh, the, the, my, my Salabim package um, has much more features than, um, uh, than, than SimPy3. Um, and um, that makes it easier to, to use, at least for, well, for, for, for my users and me. And, um, so what, what features does it have? Let's, let's give us yeah. a full tour. Well, um, queues, for instance, uh, what's a very important to, um, that you can uh, put uh, component. The, the, main, the main thing is, is something I call components. Uh, so there are components, and those components can be active or passive, and they can be in queues. Uh, well, Python has something called lists, and there are some, uh, some other uh, data structures. But the nice thing of queues is that I automatically uh, collect uh, statistics on them and uh, you get uh, quite, quite a lot of uh, features, which is in a simulation world very easy to, uh, to handle. Uh, and uh, components can be more queues than one and all that, so that's rather easy. And connected to that is something called monitors. Uh, in which I collect all kinds of statistical information, which you can show then later in, in histograms or in graphs or, uh, or feed, feed into other packages. And that's all uh, standard, uh, standard in, in, in the package. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, furthermore, I do more with um, statistical, uh, statistical distributions and sampling uh, in a more easy way than standard Python. Uh, and Arguably, the most important thing is, is animation. Um, SimPy doesn't support any animation. Uh, and that's really something which makes it, um, well, for me, impossible to use, actually, uh, mm -hmm. because I want to see what, what, what's happening. And um, so quite early, I decided to, uh, to add my, uh, my animation uh, to, the, uh, to the package. Uh, and in theory, actually, we could also add animation to SimPy. And I've actually proposed that to the, um, to the developers of SimPy, but I never got a real reaction to that. So I don't know uh, why they don't want to, uh, to support that. Uh, so how does, it, how does it work if I want to start learning Salabim? And how, how would my first model look like? Talk our listeners through what is the process there. Let's yeah. assume I know Python a little bit, maybe did some coding with it, but not much more. No. Well, first of all, you have to install it, but that's in, in, uh, in, in Python uh, terminology, that's just one, uh, one call. Uh, that's it's just a, it's a, it's a one file uh, uh, package. Uh, so you mm -hmm. actually don't really have to install anything. You can just copy it. Um, then, well, you have to, to build your model. Uh, and let's say, um, we want to model a um, uh, one of my, my favorite uh, um, uh, examples is a, a post office. Uh, mm -hmm. have a post office, and there are a number of, uh, of clerks, uh, and those clerks they handle uh, customers. Uh, the hello world model of discrete event. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can also do a hospital. Well, never, never mind. Um, so there are customers, and those customers have to arrive. So then I build a. Um, a customer generator, and that's actually also a component. Uh, so what I actually say, there is a, a, a customer generator that's a, a component, and the component has a, a process um, uh, process method, mm -hmm. 
And the process method actually says do all the time, um, hold a certain uh, uh, interrival time distribution, and then generate a client. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's just, and this goes on, goes on and on and on and on. In the main program, you just activate that um, uh, that generator, and then it continues all the time generating uh, clients. So to translate that for you know the typical simulation user is probably used to a, a commercial tool with drag and drop stuff. You know, normally you you drag and drop a couple of objects like a queue or delay yeah. or some sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you set up some characteristics for those objects, and then you click play. Whereas in Salabim, the drag and drop is essentially a few lines of code of saying, please create uh, a component, as you say. Uh, then with a little bit more code, you give the component some uh, characteristics like the, the delay time or something like that. And then at the end of the code, this is where you basically click play, right? You say, now start. Yes, on a high level, that's more or less, yeah, that's, that's what it is, uh, yeah. And also, we, well, things like queues, and because in this, this example, of course, you need a queue and all that, and you need a, a, a clerk who has some, some processing time, and it may depend on all kinds of things, and then you can have priorities that the, the, uh, the clients who uh, have only one stamp to buy have a go into priority queue and all that, mm -hmm. and you can just build that into your logic. Uh, and um, now comes the in interesting part. This is, this is the logic then behind it. Mm -hmm. And um, now I want to animate it. Uh, and as we've said, well, we put those, those things in queues. All I have to say is, okay, simulate the queue. And at that time, you, you can see the, the, uh, the, uh, the components queue up in a, in a queue. So they're just, just, just displayed as a, as, a, as, a, as a line of waiting, uh, waiting customers. Uh, and you could do the same with the with the uh, with the with the, uh, with the clerks and all that. And that's actually all you have to do. And then you just click, and then it just runs. And then through the time, synchronized with the animation, with the simulation, the animation runs. Uh, so what actually happens is that the um, the simulation the the simulation usually runs from time step to time step uh, from. From time to from event time to event time, mm -hmm. uh, and that can be that something happens on time one, and something something happens on time five, and then six, seven, and then all of a sudden there's nothing happening until time hundred. Uh, yeah. That's the few. That's the um, uh, the time the time um, uh, line of the simulation. But in the animation, you just you usually want to have that on a real time scale. Uh, so if you enable animation then by default actually that's, that's displayed in real time uh, so if you have for instance a vehicle that moves in that time it just have the proper the proper velocity uh, yeah and uh, so there are two mechanisms actually actually there are more or less two two time skills running at the same time they're, they're, they're completely synchronized uh, all the time uh, I always thought that you know coding this this backbone of a simulation tool, the the timeline, uh, where you put all the events that are supposed to happen at different points in time, that that was the most complex, horrendous thing you could ever code. So how difficult was it actually to for you to do that from scratch? <laughs> actually, if you look at it, it's it's that simple. Okay, <laughs> I was wrong then. Yeah. 
well, the only thing might be the performance. The performance of the um, of this uh, of this thing is 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 maybe a bit of a of a problem, mm -hmm. because actually what it is is actually just is just one one. Um, uh, well, in, in Python terminology, it's a list. Uh, there's, there's a list of, of events, and all the time there, when you just say, "Okay, there's a new event," we just sort it in into the in, into this list, uh, yeah. and then when the, when it comes to the, um, uh, when you need the, the next time, you just pick, pick up the next the, the, the first one of this list, uh, and that's actually all there is. Uh, the only thing, the uh, the performance of those uh, those things can be a problem because if it's a long list, then sorting in a, um, a an event in that list is is can be time consuming. Uh, so the implementation is a little bit of a problem maybe. But then, and that's one of the nice things of Python. Python offers something. Um, out of the box to do that already something what they call a hip queue uh, and hip queue is actually built to do this type of things uh, now actually if you look at it um, the time mechanism is just a very 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 tiny part of the whole the whole package uh, it's nearly nothing although uh, for instance this, this this animation business and synchronizing it is more complicated actually because then i have to find the, the right the right um, uh, event and all that and uh, skip through it that's that's more complicated. you know I've, I've used commercial tools for over 10 years i never thought about that actually in the discrete event tool you know when my car drives from a to b there's actually nothing happening and still they're animating it to drive from a to b it's obviously you need to code, so good point. You need to translate all those things, right? Yeah, and if you do it on a low level, uh, uh, then then you could, for instance, if you have a, let's say you have a vehicle running, you could just add that in your own simulation by just saying, okay, I do every second, I just 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 update the, the position of, a, of, the, of that vehicle. Uh, and then do it really in the simulation. But what I usually do is I just say, okay, you have a vehicle, uh, which is at time one is at, is at position A, and at time 10 is at position B. And all that time between it is not done by the simulation, but, but done by the animation engine. Uh, the animation engine is much, 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 because there I don't have this, this mechanism of, uh, um, of this timeline anymore. Uh, so it can be much more efficient. Uh, yeah. So the, the, the actually two two different mechanisms are uh, are running in parallel, and I suppose that those the big commercial packages do ex well do something similar. Uh, it's impossible that they do something different. Uh. Yeah. So so we've got our basic hello world model then in place. Um, tell us a little bit more about the uh, sort of more advanced capabilities. What are the most complex objects or processes that you can easily simulate with Celebin then? Um, um, there's there's something called a resource. Mm -hmm. So we we're just talking about resources and what you can do in Celebim with that. Yeah, well, a, a, a resource is a is a, is a nice thing. A, a, a um, has a kind of have a, has a certain capacity. Uh, so, for instance, you have a um, well, the clerks is for instance a good uh, a good example of that. You have uh, three clerks, and then that's a resource. With uh, with a capacity of three, and a component can just claim one of those uh, one of those resources, and then if so, it just continues, and then claims the resource for a certain time, 
And if not, it just waits. Uh, and all this queuing, queue handling around it is all automatically, and you get also the statistics on those resources just by, uh, just by default. Uh, so you don't have to do anything to do, uh, to do that. Mm -hmm. um, yes, talking, about, talking about other features, um, Salabim is actually built, it's not application specific. So we don't have a lot of um, uh, higher level features actually. So mm -hmm. for instance, what you see in the big packages, I don't have anything like conveyor belts or uh, that, that type of things. You have to, if you have need that, you have to build it. Uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, and what I was thinking about as well is, uh, and how far can you add some agent-based characteristics because with python it's it's object-oriented anyway so how could you could you actually say that the second clerk should have a break or should should be ill and that will contaminate the first clerk as well and then sort of interact with each other is that possible yeah absolutely absolutely you can uh, act yeah it's it, it's all um um, uh, object oriented uh, and those objects are, are available to everyone uh, so um, I don't use the personally don't use the name agent based but in principle actually it are what I could call components you could also call them agents mm -hmm. uh, and it's more or less the same so yeah it's very easy to influence each other uh, and uh, that's also quite often done uh, and actually at the moment I have a um, there's students um, from some university working on a model for a uh, uh, for an airport baggage system, and she is doing it more agent-based at the moment. Uh, so I'm just looking forward to, to seeing the result, and she, she seems to be um, quite uh, successful at that. Uh, so Very that's cool. definitely that's definitely possible. Uh, yes. Uh, what what other uh, users do you see out there in the community? How many people are actually already using it, and, and what are they typically doing? Yeah, well, um, they're particularly um, uh, users in the. Um, it, it's used quite often in, uh, in in education at the moment, at universities. Mm -hmm. um, and there are several applications uh, being built or uh, realized already, particularly in the health industry. I've seen uh, several uh, examples in hospitals and emergency departments and all that. Cool. Um, there are uh, users who use it in the mining industry. There's someone who done an open cast mining simulation. Um, uh, and, and how did these users find the tool? Was it through some Python search? Did they come across it that way or did they come across it from the simulation community? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good question. And it's still something I want to make it more well known, of course. And at first I started mostly in the Python, in the Python community. Uh, mm -hmm. But of, that's not the best thing, of course, because most Python, well, we call that Pythonistas, <laughs> don't know anything about simulation. And yes. they, so I can just publish my package there, but then nobody has a clue what I'm talking about. Uh, and um, uh, no, most of my um, uh, is actually through some, uh, well, through a couple of universities. I, um, uh, I'm on LinkedIn and uh, a little bit like the, uh, the uh, uh, try to be on, uh, on podcasts and all that, like yours. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
so they find me, and sometimes through through mouth of words. Uh, I was recently at the um, Winter Simulation Conference in Gothenburg with a uh, with a presentation. So I tried to get my my users through that. Uh, and I, I can imagine actually that in the future you you're going to get more users automatically because what I see is that the analytics community has also no idea about simulation, but they realize actually we need to do more simulation. In, in our realm, and they typically don't go into the simulation community and look at the commercial tools there. Their first question is, what open source stuff is out there? Yeah. And if you say, yeah. well, there's actually a lot of commercial stuff, they're like, what, what kind of world is that? Yeah. Of course we use the open source stuff. But that's also an interesting point. I didn't mention that yet. Um, we didn't talk about what's the advantage of, uh, of having uh, Python uh, uh, as, a, uh, as, it, as its basis. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, the, the, the enormous advantage of Python is the extreme number of, uh, of, uh, to, of modules that are available, uh, particularly in the, uh, in the world of uh, data science, of course, uh, mm -hmm. or, and optimization. So if you want to do something um, complex, uh, uh, decision logic behind it, Maybe even based on machine learning type of things, then, Py then uh, Python is really the, the the number one to consider. And then actually my package, because my package is based on on Python, it has automatically that 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 advantage. So it's so easy to uh, to connect this to something like TensorFlow or whatever other tools there are available. Mm -hmm. um, same holds for the presentation. Uh, there are thousands of presentation packages uh, which, are, which are really super. Uh, and uh, whereas if you look to, to other packages, the, the, let's say the high-end the, the, the high packages, um, they interface, if at all, they interface with, 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 with other tools, more complicated. Uh, and so you have to kind of go into all kinds of tricks, whereas with, um, with Salabim, you get it all out of the package, actually. You don't have to do anything for it. It's just, just available. Uh, yeah. And um, I, have, I have a user in, uh, he's in India, I think, yeah. And he's doing some project with uh, delivery of, of food uh, uh, with, with, with several restaurants and they kind of take, well, kind of couriers, apparently he has. And he's doing something with genetic algorithms uh, to, 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 to steer that. Mm -hmm. And he also uses just some, some out-of-the-box genetic um, programming, uh, whatever you call it. I'm not, <laughs> not really familiar with the terminology. But a package which is readily available and just connects you to it. Uh, yeah, that's very cool. How much, how much time did you actually invest into Salabim so far, do you think? <laughs> well, that's quite, quite, quite a lot. I think uh, I found it very difficult to uh, to calculate. But for me, actually, well, as I told you already, I'm a semi-retired uh, person, so time is not that important. But definitely, um, well, over the, actually, I started with it. Uh, just, just, if you just look at, at time. It, 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 I started end of 2017 with the with the package. Uh, okay, wow. And it was more or less on the on the, the level as it's now, uh, mid 2018, I think. Uh, so in total, maybe something like six months or something, but it's not full time, of course. Uh, but that's super impressive that you built your own simulation from scratch in six months. 
not full time. How good uh, were your Python skills before you started that? Uh, Python skills not ex exceptional, but I have uh, so much experience with other languages. Uh, mm -hmm. I've well, I've seen them all actually. Uh, I'm uh, well, even going back to assembler and all that. Uh, so I have. So in that respect, it's not that in, uh, not that difficult. The most actually the most the most time consuming part is actually the animation, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. But that's maybe an interesting story because there are like two 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 parallel lines in my um, in this, this development, completely apart from actually before actually I started then maybe if my simulation. I want to do, do some cre creative animations, uh, which has nothing to do with um, uh, with, with simulation, but some, some object moving and morphing and all that. Mm -hmm. And I built some things, uh, particularly to build some Happy New Year uh, uh, greeting films and all that. Very cool. And so I had those things available. And then parallel to that, or yeah, more or less parallel to that, I de was developing my simulation package, which was only the simulation, didn't have any animation. Uh, but then I, I realized that actually those things are, can be combined uh, quite easily. So I used that, that, that knowledge actually to, um, uh, to make the animation in, in, the, uh, in, 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 in Salabim. And that means actually that the animation is a little bit overkill. Uh, so what you can actually mm -hmm. do with uh, with the animation, you can have a, an object, uh, let's say a, um, a rectangle, which changes in 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 shape and in rotation and in color and in position all over the in the time, according to a certain uh, to a certain. Um, uh, uh, linear to a certain interpolation uh, that can be independent of all, and those things are actually never ever used in a in a in a, in, a, in an ordinary simulation. But it's just it's just available. Uh, and is there also a hidden command to animate Happy New Year? Sorry. Is there also a hidden command in the in the package that animates Happy New Year on the screen for you? <laughs> Well, I did. I did my Happy New Year uh, uh, video this year on uh, in Salabim, and uh, I, I, will, I will publish it uh, so everyone can see it. I, I'll, I I'll give you the link. I'll give you the like link. I'm, I'm going to start creating computer congratulation cards with a software package that I'm using. That's so such a sweet idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I use it. I, I, I'll give you the link. And, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, so that's uh, well, but and and also that that may be one of the things I haven't mentioned yet. Um, uh, it, it, it's a Python package, uh, of course, and there's also uh, there's an iPad in an iOS implementation of of um, uh, of Python as well. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm quite um, I'm really fan of of the iPad to uh, to, to to use for all kinds of purposes. Uh, and um, the only thing is that the iPad implementation is not ex of Python is not exactly the same as on uh, Windows or Linux. Uh, particularly the animation part, the uh, user interface part is not is not is not available. But um, I've made it in such a way that both are actually possible. So the exactly the same animations I do on my uh, on my Windows machine, I can also do on my on my iPad. Uh, okay, cool. And 
actually, that's that's maybe interesting. This this development, the most of the development of the uh, of my package is not done on the Windows machine. It was just on the iPad. So. so let's slowly start looking into the future. Then uh, the package as it is, is it is it a beta release or is it uh, would you say already finished? And if so, in any case, where do you want to go from here? What's the vision that you have for this package in the future? Yeah, no, it's um, it's definitely not a not a beta release. It's a it's it's a finished package. Mm -hmm. uh, I still have sometimes new releases with some new features. Um, some well, of course, as nearly every package, there 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 are sometimes bugs, but it's quite stable now. Um, um, and um, I have some some ideas of what we want to what what I want to do in the future. Particularly, um, well, we talked a little bit about three D three uh, D animation, and I think it would be nice if we could add three uh, D animation to the package. Uh, and I have a, uh, a a user of mine who uh, has proposed something to, uh, and he actually has done some prototyping already, and we are working together on trying to implement that. Okay, so where do you see the package in 10 years' time then? What's your ideal vision of the use and the use base in, in 10 years? Um, well, I think um, a 3D would be a um, definitely a, a thing to go to. Um, and um, I'm working together with a, um, uh, with a user of mine who uh, was working with, with a package called Blender. And Blender has a Python as its um, as a scripting language, and we've done already some prototyping in that, and it looks successful. So in that that way, we might have three D animation as well. But to go a little bit further, I would also like to implement some higher level um, um, uh, components um, like um, uh, conveyor belts, uh, maybe. Right maybe cranes, maybe vehicles that, um, that accelerate and go through a certain curve uh, and um, look at each other. And, and the only thing I'm not sure about whether I also want to go into the direction of at some point a click system, because I think one of the major things is that it's now just a, a, a package um, uh, in which you have only the uh, the, the logic, uh, yeah. and that makes it easier for me, and maybe also uh, easier to understand. But I'm 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 not sure what what direction that will uh, will be actually. Uh, so um, I'm not sure, and um, we, yeah. we we'll see. Uh, actually, it would be nice if there are some um, some more users it, and. What I would like is actually that there's more an active community because it's an open source package. Um, but actually, in, in a way, I'm the only developer at the moment. It would be nice if other people would just just add to uh, to the to the community and add features and all that, or just maybe just propose already features uh, that they don't have to implement at all. But then at least we can uh, we can talk about it. Uh, so that's the that's the um, the. the uh, the idea, maybe, and whether that's whether it's going to make ten years, I don't know. It's uh, for the moment, it's 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 okay. I think I'm not v at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm I don't have really a lot of 
a lot of things on my to-do list, uh, I must say, uh, for the for the package. I just want to see some more some more applications actually. Uh. Okay. And how do you see the the future of the industry, the simulation industry as a whole? Then, uh, where do you think this uh, the industry is going, and how does open source tools play into that in the future? Do you think? Yeah, that's 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 an interesting question because. Um, this is a very special industry, actually, uh, where you see, um, and I'm now talking about the commercial packages, you see a number of, uh, uh, of packages, quite quite limited number of packages, which are all rather expensive and have uh, uh, different business models, but most of them actually based on quite, quite expensive uh, buying, uh, mm -hmm. Purchase price, and um, I'm not sure whether that 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 uh, that model can actually hold uh, over time. Whether there won't be a force to go much more into um, into open source, also for those packages. And then I'm particularly looking at the at the Python world, where you see big. Um, commercial packages, no, not commercial, but professional packages, mm -hmm. widely used, but all uh, open source. So for instance, I think of things like TensorFlow and uh, Flask and Django, maybe mm -hmm. your, your listeners are not so familiar with those, those are web packages and for, uh, for machine learning and all that. And those packages are really on the, on the commercial, on the professional level. But they're all um, uh, open source, and still, it's possible to have development. Uh, they're heavily supported, particularly by the community, and there are still people who can make money out of it by doing mm -hmm. the consultancy or other services around it by by just just packaging it into, into a certain way. So I wonder whether there couldn't be a model like that in the simulation industry as well. Uh, and actually I was talking with some people at the Winter Simulation Conference of the, some of the suppliers. And but first, of course, they react, yeah, but our business model is that we have our development and uh, well, mm -hmm. development cost it's logical and all that. And so we need money from that, but I'm not sure. And, but I just started actually the discussion. I don't think they have thought much sort a lot of it already but couldn't there be another model in which you just give it give it to the open to this to the community and then do and then just add some some services around it uh, maybe special build things around it which can be still in open source then of course because most most in, in the open source world everything is there and you see in the industry, in the well, in the industry in, in general, you see a lot of things moving into the open source direction. Uh, and um, well, I, I would say maybe not necessarily open source, but give the product away for free, like Windows 10, right? It's not open source, but you get it if you want it, um, and then you pay for other things. So maybe one thing I could imagine that is going to happen is that the the vendors don't want money for you using the software, but they might want money for you running the software. Uh, for example, AnyLogic is slowly going in that way. If you want to run it on the cloud, 
um, then you have to pay if you want to use it commercially and that kind of stuff. So that might be, you know, a slow movement away from the traditional super high expensive licenses or just lease the license if you need it. Photoshop has done that, you know, Photoshop used to be very, very expensive in the past and people just ripped it illegally. And now they have a, uh, by default, you just lease it per month for 10 euros a month or something like that. So very affordable suddenly. But but still, the, 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 this is about the um, the revenue model. Actually, this is another revenue model. Whether you do it monthly or per 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 per, per application or per, per per second or something like that. But that's actually another discussion than open source because you could still have a, for instance, this this type of what you what you what you say here have it read have it run in the, in the cloud and all that. You need an infrastructure for that and all that. And the company can, can make money out of that be, well, by, by, by just, just making that available. But still, you can have it open source. And the, the extreme advantage of open source is that the, um, the development can actually be much more powerful because you can, if, if you are able to get a community around it, there's much more power behind it. Uh, mm -hmm. So that might also mean that we can make more progress, actually, uh, because well, we we looked a little bit at, at that uh, in, in the beginning, but has there been a lot of advance in this in this field? I'm not sure about that. Yeah. And maybe if we put it more in the open source, it, it, that might have an extra an extra impact. Uh, and you actually you see that now also with 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 um, with the big companies like Microsoft, they are also moving much more in the direction of open source now. Uh, they are just mm -hmm. making their products available in, 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 in the open source. Because it, it's nice that to have a source and all that, but that doesn't mean that, that, that everyone can just do it and, and, and just implement it and all that. You still need um, things around it to uh, uh, companies around it to support it and all that so, so I'm, I'm not sure whether that that open source would completely ruin the model the business model of of a of a commercial company uh, it definitely makes it different but it might be interesting to see if one of the of the main packages um, well let's say for instance flexium could go in in that direction. Just put it in open source. Let's see, um, then, uh, and then you still need need, need um, uh, uh, you don't need licenses, but maybe you need the, the service around it to, to run it or something like that. Maybe just just on the on the platform. Uh, or maybe the disruptions comes come comes from the other side, where either Salabim or maybe Simpy or some other open source tool is actually becoming so good that it easily outperforms the existing uh, tools in terms of usability, functionality, speed. Yeah. And then that could be a completely different game suddenly. Yeah, but that game can only, um, the, the, what, you, what you're describing now, can only happen if you have a, a community uh, around it. That can't be, can't be done by one sole developer. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so there, there is one package, and I'm not very familiar with, with it. I um, don't know whether you're, uh, you've heard of that, uh, an open source package called YAMSIM. I've heard about it, but years ago. YAMSIM. Yeah. And that's more 
in the in the in the um, a model a, a package like well let's say uh, FlexSim or any logic a, a point and click system uh, and that's open source as well uh, mm -hmm. and I haven't done a lot of looking at that but maybe from that that package something might might uh, might develop that might be interesting a person to uh, to to interview one day maybe. Uh, Good point. I'll make a note. It's, an, it's, an, it's an American engineering company who who is actually the uh, the, the, the supporter of it. Uh, cool. Good, Root. Um, I think we can wrap it up. This was super interesting. Um, one of our traditional last questions is, is generally if you have any advice for individuals who want to start working with simulations or work in the simulation industry, what would you tell somebody like that? Well, if it just just on on a on a very general um, uh, point, um, more an advice actually on uh, on model builders is try to build a proper model and don't try to include every detail and uh, think about what's really essential for a um, for for a model and then um, build your model. On, on that in, instead of just trying to get everything and that's that advice holds for whatever package you're talking about I think uh, mm -hmm. Great, thank you so much Ruud. Uh, any any final comments things that we haven't talked about that you definitely want to still mention for example Where can people actually find the package? Okay, well uh, Yes, um, the people can find the package on my website called uh, salabim.org org and well, you can find everything there. There connect there are the links to the GitHub. I have a uh, Google user group. Uh, there's the, the manual is online and all that. Uh, so everything you can find there. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much, Ruud. Uh, it was a pleasure. It was super, super interesting to learn about this and very impressive to hear you can build your own tool in a few months. Uh, thanks for being on the show. I, I hope this will inspire a lot of interest with listeners and checking it out and then asking you or giving you lots of to-dos to improve the tool further. Okay, well, then, okay, then, thank you very much. And, uh, well, goodbye. Goodbye. Speak to you soon. <laughs>